If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v We are off and running on a Tuesday morning alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are sitting in for Mitch and Paul once again on this lovely July morning here in lovely Las Vegas. Nevada, the home run derby in the rear view all-star game in Seattle tonight. We had some news coming out of the Vegas Summer League, which we'll get to momentarily, Sean King. And we also have breaking news late yesterday that Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach of Northwestern, is out amidst hazing allegations there at Northwestern, which we certainly will hit on in this hour as well. But first and foremost, Mr. King... Wouldn't be the start to the day without saying good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you, Tim? I'm excellent this morning. I'd be better mm-hmm. if uh, Dimitrov and Berrettini would not have fooled me <laughs> yesterday as I played them both to win their matches at Wimbledon. They both came out. Dimitrov versus Rune won the first set 6-3. Berrettini versus Alcaraz <laughs> won the first set 6-3. I had formulated a nice text to hit send to send to Tim Murray. And then they both, I think, uh, lost three consecutive matches in a row. So I thought I was going to be somebody, but I ultimately ended up being a nobody as far as Wimbledon is concerned. But Julio Rodriguez did get home my first-round matchup that I gave out yesterday as him as the underdog. Mookie Betts, not so much. But I knew that was doomed when when Mookie Betts said, I don't think I have a chance at all. Yeah, we'll get to uh, what he said uh, live yesterday uh, prior to that in a little, feel great in a little win ticket. some and lose some. But yeah, the home run derby uh, entertaining last night. By the way, speaking of which, I was all ready to send a clip to producer Luke because when we were doing our best bets last night, you had the Julio Rodriguez matchup. Good call mm-hmm. by you. Went off for 41. So I was a plus 150 hit. And then we both had Mookie Betts, which was a, a straight just doo-doo play, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but we were just going back and forth on on outrights. I said, what about your guy, Randy Rosarina? That's a Ray. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if he has the stanima, and he's there with 30 seconds to go, Sean. He has to hit five home runs, and he comes up, I believe, with three. So Vlad yeah. Guerrero Jr. gets the victory. Pretty cool moment, by the way, the fact that he and his dad – have both won the home run derby. That is uh, that was pretty neat to see. That's that come pretty to fruition dope. Kind of disappointed that Senior wasn't there, but I guess Seattle's a long way from Cuba. It's a long flight. He probably doesn't <laughs> like to fly. Well, hold uh, on. Having said that, having said that, Vlad Guerrero Jr. ESPN, born in Canada, not Cuba. I, I know C's. Right. It's they, hard the, to figure that out, but Canada. The statistic they put up, up north, Cuba, said differently. Uh, <laughs> I will say this, hat tip to Vlad, he probably wasn't the deserving winner, but he got the most favorable draw. He did. 
because he didn't really did he even hit 30 in any round. I don't think he did. And he kind of just kind of cruised through because his opponent wasn't very good. Well, he got well, so he got Mookie. Yeah, Mookie. and then he got Mookie. Just, just, just say no. Mookie, next year. Mookie's just up there. Just say no. He's Mookie. just taking hacks like he's just, and they're, they're on the 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 dude throwing him the the home run pitch is like you could use your timeout. He's like I'm good, I'm good. Just uh, as soon as I saw the pace because you were you were watching like Julio Rodriguez and his uh, his pitcher Sean was just perfect, just right right in the groove spot. He's hitting you know just tater after tater, and Mookie's up there taking his time just. Couple easy hacks. Yeah. Couple. I'm like, all right, we're. This we're, is one of those totally moments, done. Tim, where I wish you could cancel a ticket in gambling. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Sean, because you know, uh, you and I were on Mookie bets uh, to to win his first round matchup, and last Thursday night on Veasan Primetime, you were out. Jared Smith, our good friend, was in, and he was, you know, giving the dissertation why it's going to be Mookie bets, and he's texting me like, "Oh, Vlad Guerrero left the door open." I'm like, "Yeah, here we go. We're gonna get nope." I thought the same Mookie's thing. Mookie's up there eating a sandwich. Like. And after, after after swing 15, when Mookie <laughs> had like one, I was like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, we were uh, we were in trouble there. Um, I was all excited for Adley Rutschman. He opens it up. He goes to the, uh, to the he starts, he hits the three minutes on the left side, hits, I think, 21, switches to the right side, hits six or seven, seven bombs. Eight, I'm I like, think. damn. I'm like, Adley, and then Luis Robert comes up. I was like, nah, I got a big fella. Yeah. I'm going to hit 28. But uh, an entertaining uh, home run derby. I wish we could have won a little bit more money, Sean. But uh, a neat story. His dad won the home run derby, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., in 2007, uh, he went to Twitter last night and uh, congratulated his son. So uh, certainly a neat moment last night. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought we were going to have a little bit more luck. Unfortunately, uh, not the case. Uh, but uh, Vladimir Guerrero going to Twitter saying, what a performance. Proud of you, son. All right. We have a, a lot to get to more on the home run derby. Uh, the 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 odds of, of everyone who came through last night. Uh, we'll get to that and win some, lose some. We'll talk some college football today. Obviously, a lot going on with the Pat Fitzgerald situation uh, that just unfolded in Northwestern. We'll get to that. We'll have our thoughts on that uh, later on this hour. Matt Humans will jump on with us at 745 Eastern. Andy Staples, new gig for Andy. 80, 8 a.m. Eastern, he's going to come on. He's now with On3 Sports. And then uh, Will the Thrill, Will Hill, will join us at 9 o'clock. But, Sean, we got the Summer League going on here at, in Las Vegas, and uh, we saw the news, not surprising, Victor Wembanyama shut down after his two games. But the more interesting content coming out of Vegas yesterday was from the Portland Trailblazers general manager, Joe Cronin. Joe Cronin met with the media yesterday, and obviously the biggest story right now in the NBA is where is Dame going? Will he go to Miami? Could another team step in and trade for him but at the end of the day, the Portland Trailblazers is the one who currently have Damian Lillard. What are they going to do? Here's what Joe Cronin had to say yesterday to the media regarding the Damian Lillard situation. I think what I've learned more than anything is patience is critical. Like, don't be reactive. Don't jump at things just to seemingly solve a problem. Um, I think the teams that have ended up the, in the most positive situation post-trade have been the ones that have been really diligent and taken their time and been not been impulsive or, you know, the teams that really kept their urgency under control. So I think that's how my approach is gonna, has been with this and will be with this is we're going to be patient. We're going to do what's best for our team. Um, and we're going to see, you know, how this lands. And if it takes months, it takes months. That was the big quote right there. If it takes months, it takes months. And right now, the belief is, well, Damian Lillard's just going to go to Miami. That's where he wants to go. He might, Sean, but if you're the Portland Trailblazers, the package that has been reported is not good enough for Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. Tyler Hero, there's no knock on Tyler Hero. He's a good player, averages over 20 points per game. But if you're the Portland Trailblazers, Sean... Does Tyler Hero move the needle when you've got a backcourt that looks pretty darn good right now with Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, and Anthony Simons? Why do you need another guard? So, also, you look at the picks that could be sent your way. 
likely, I think, two picks immediately can go to them. There could be some pick swaps. I understand that as a, a franchise, you want to do what's right by one of the best players in your franchise history. By the way, uh, Clyde Drexler, I think, had a little more accomplished time in Portland, <laughs> just to FYI. Uh, but Damian Lillard, hell of a player. And I, I like Damian Lillard. The situation hasn't been ideal. But how does this play out? And then when you look at the betting side of things, because the, the market is already baked in, he's going to Miami. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I think desperation, Tim, creates a different kind of motivation. If you look at when some of the other major deals in the last year have happened, James Harden to the Sixers, I think, happened in late September. Kevin Durant to the Suns happened in February. So these major trades, sometimes if you can just wait, you know, until we get into the season or closer to the season, teams get more desperate than they may be during the summer. So I understand Portland's stance I would not give Damian Lillard up for pennies on the dollar. I would presume if he does end up in Miami, it includes more teams than just the Trailblazers and Heat. We will see how this all plays out. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a thought, and it's not going to happen because even though the, the uh, max contract hasn't come in for Jalen Brown yet, but there was a thought, you just trade Jamie, uh, Damian Lillard for Jalen Brown. And I heard someone breaking it down this way. Okay, let's... Let's say that's an was an option at some point. Would you trade Jalen Brown for Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Jaquez, and a couple draft picks? Hell no. Like Brad Stevens, like no. But what we have hang up the phone. So why, you know? And and there's people out there. We got to do right by Dame. Why? Why, it, why should the Portland Trailblazers do right by Dame? He's the one who signed the contract a year ago. I agree with you in principle, one hundred percent. Yet, in this specific professional league, historically, especially recent history, superstars that have publicly said, I, know. I don't want to be here, I want to be somewhere else, have kind of forced their way out. Oh, no doubt. And not all of them, in my opinion, have been fair market deals, where the team trading the superstar got fair market value in return. Let me ask you this before we hit a break. If you're... I'll just use Toronto, who has probably the firepower to get Damian Lillard. If you're Masai Ujiri, and this has worked already once for you when you went out and got Kawhi Leonard, he won the title, they won the title, and then he left in free agency. Damian Lillard's representation has said, don't trade for Damian Lillard, he ain't coming. Would you risk it if you're a Toronto and say, you know what? You've got four years left in your contract. You love playing this sport. He'll eventually come around. We'll see. <laughs> Patience. That is being preached by the Portland Trailblazers. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're in for Mitch and Paul. Win some, lose some. Unfortunately, Mookie Betts was in the lose some category for us last night. That's coming up next here on Follow the Money. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. 
And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Tim Murray, Sean King in for Mitch Moss and Pauly Howard on this Tuesday morning All-Star game tonight, ladies and gentlemen. To pick a minus 105 both ways here at Circa. All right, win some, Sean King. For you, well done, sir. Tip the cap. Julio Rodriguez, the hometown guy, 41 jacks in the first round against Pete Alonso. Uh, shout out to uh, Pete Alonso's backup pitcher. He was horrendous. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> he was really bad. I think he was trying to get Pete to show that he had like opposite field power because he kept throwing it on the outside of the plate. If you go to Twitter, at Pitching Ninja, he shows a four-pitch uh, sequence, which is all on the outside. Uh, but I don't know if anyone was catching Julio Rodriguez. Uh, that was uh, quite the performance in the cash for Mr. King, which was uh, a victory. Not a victory. We'll get more to this and lose some. Was Mookie Betts. Uh, we were sitting there. He was the higher seed, Sean. Both you and I took the plus 180 on Mookie Betts against Vladimir Guerrero, who, by the way, ultimately did win the home run derby last night. He was plus 350. I know at BetMGM entering uh, the contest. But... Eduardo Perez on the broadcast. He's running out of gas. He's he's out of t- he's out of gas. I'm like, yeah, Mookie time. Here we go. You know, this one really hurt Tim because Guerrero kind of left the door open. He did. And Mookie act like he wasn't fourth at the break in <laughs> home runs. Like yeah, he could barely get the ball out of the park. Ah, oh, Mookie. What could have been, man? You know, the, the great story, his wife told him to be a part of the Home Run Derby. Uh, he just did, he didn't want to be a part of it. He was up there, didn't even take his time out. He's like, I'm good. Let's, uh, let's enjoy this all-star break. Let's take some hacks. He had a couple home runs. Not even close to getting the 440 bonus. Uh, how about Adley Rutschman? I think this is a bit of a bad beat. If you had Adley Rutschman in the first round and some plus price, Sean King, of course, the Orioles catcher, he's up there. His dad's throwing him the BP. Pretty cool moment. His sister's dancing on the, you know, on the sidelines. He hits, I think, 21 home runs in the first three minutes. From the left side, he says, you know what? I'm a little tired from the left side. I'm going to go to the right side and hit seven tanks. Luis Roberts said, okay, got you, big boy. I'm going to just annihilate all of these baseballs and he cruised into the second round uh so luis robert was uh, around minus 210 in the first round matchup sean and gets the victory over adley rutch i'll tell you this being from florida i know all about recounts i may have to go re-watch that because it felt like he hit more than the listed number i mean i felt like he had just as many as julio oh man uh and then uh randy rosarina your guy pride of the Tampa Bay Rays, Sean, uh, put on a, a hell of a show and wins his first round matchup against Garcia, makes it to the championship round, and then uh, John Ewing over at BetMGM put out the live odds heading into the final round after Vladimir Guerrero had hit his 25 home runs. Arena was down to even money 
after Vlad hit just 25 in the final. He had 21 going into the extra 30 seconds. Not the case, though, as uh, unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately if someone out there had Vlad Guerrero, but uh, Randy Rosarina did not bring it on well, home. Well, let me say this. Anybody that says experience doesn't matter did not watch the home run derby. He needed five in 30 seconds. After the 21st swing in the first six seconds of that 30, I was like, yeah, he's probably going to run out of gas. We have the matchups, or we had the matchups there just uh, a moment ago of the second round. By the way, second round, you could have picked up some uh, big money, some on plus him. money. Yeah, he was plus two something. Randy Rosarina was plus two, uh, what was it, plus 210. Uh, can we throw that up back up there, fellas? Uh, plus 210 against Luis Robert. Plus and then And then Vlad Guerrero Jr. was the underdog against Julio. You know, it's funny, I saw... Uh, our friend Colin Wilson from the Action Network saying you gotta fade Vlad Guerrero Jr. after that round because he was wearing that big old back brace. <laughs> and then he goes on to win the damn thing. I mean, it's so funny. It is so matchup predicated, right, Sean? Because Vlad Guerrero really didn't show out all that well yeah, in the first round. I don't think he won, Tim. I just think he finished first. Like, I kind of <laughs> got that feeling watching Vlad. <laughs> Oh, there you have some win some. Let's get to lose some, Sean. We mentioned Mookie Betts. Both Sean and I were on Mookie Betts last night in the first round. Uh, this was Mookie Betts yesterday getting interviewed regarding the Home Run Derby. We should have ran to the other side as soon as he had this to say. He makes it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think my chances are pretty low. <laughs> yeah, I think they're pretty low. But you know, they're not zero. You know, okay. They're, they're, they're not zero. Okay. Damn, I was expecting a little more. You know what I'm saying? We were, we were, we were You toast. know, I'll be honest. I was driving to my high-end we uppity toast. cigar lounge when I heard this, and I actually called Jeff Benson here at Circa and asked him, was there any way I could cancel my ticket? Because I knew it was in trouble. <laughs> could have just flat out told us, Mookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, uh... Not really gonna give it a go. Not gonna, not gonna try all that hard here. But uh, yeah, Mookie, let us know. And Next time, Mookie, just like say your hamstring hurts, so your ankle not feeling the best, and just, I mean, let us at least get a <laughs> refund. Should have, should have known. Gone the other way, man. I was sitting there in my house last night. I'm like rubbing my hands together, like, oh, this is great. Vladimir Guerrero ran out of gas. Here comes Mookie. Fourth in the majors and home runs, gonna take care of business. He was practicing. We had video of him practicing at Chavez Ravine, I believe, on Sunday. Oh, this is gonna be great. Plus money. Sean and I agree, peacocking our way in to follow the money on Tuesday. Nope. He hit what, 11? Come yeah, on, Yeah, and it didn't seem like that many. Well, it's the summertime, Sean King, which uh, which means vacation. Obviously, Mitch and Paul, they're on a little vacation. Uh, I was just on vacation back east, headed back east uh, myself. So I got to ask you a question, Sean. You you are a man who has uh, four children, and you know you're looking for things to entertain the kiddos. Uh, Icon of the Seas is a, is a new cruise ship setting sail. It looks like somebody on a sugar high created this ship in like a sim city fashion folks if you're watching with us that is real that thing is real right there uh no thanks sean i have no interest of going on said cruise ship look at that there are i believe seven slides on that cruise ship it carries seven thousand six hundred passengers has 20 decks 40 bars, seven swimming pools, and six water slides. Uh, I throw that on lose some. Hell no. I'm not going on that thing. By the way, Sean, it is five times bigger and heavier than the Titanic. Yeah, Tim, it's culturally, it's the reason why not a lot of brothers drown. And we tend to stay inland as much as possible. So I'm going to bypass the icon. You guys have fun to decide to take the trip, though. <laughs> Seven swimming pools. I mean, look at that thing. Sean, it looks like, you know the game, the computer game SimCity, when you could create your own? It, it looks like it could fall to the left it or looks the right fake. at any moment. How is that a real thing? I've been on, I think, two cruise ships in my life. Decent experiences. One was my honeymoon. Had a great time on that one. Look at that thing. I've never gone on a cruise, Tim. You know why? 
I feel like I'm too big for the showers. Last thing I want to be, be touching the walls as I'm trying to clean myself. Yeah. So I'm gonna stay in rooms. Uh, yeah, they're they're not uh, the most spacious on cruise ships, but maybe on the Icon setting sail January 2024. Maybe you can get a little bit more room. Uh, 40 can you imagine bars. the line at the buffet on that thing, man? Well, they have like 73 buffets, so you should <laughs> be able to find it. But there's gonna be 7,600 people. Good lord, that's not including crew. Oh my god, pass, lose some. The icon, but best of luck. Enjoy yourselves out there on the icon, <laughs> uh, folks. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet five dollars and get hundred and fifty dollars in bonus instantly. Use the promo code Veasan when you sign up. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for full details and conditions. It is follow the money. Tim Murray, Sean King sitting in for mm, Mitch and mm, Paul. No cruises for you, huh? Nah, I'm good. Are you a beach guy? I mean... You're from Florida? See, with all the pools available in this country, like I don't like getting in water that has like, whoa, when you get in the water, make sure that you kick your feet through the sand so you don't step on a stingray. Oh, don't go too far because there's sharks. There's a big sign. Beware of sharks. Like, why would I get in something that could potentially harm me. I can just go in the pool and be fine. You know, it's pretty good logic. I'm not going to lie. Very good logic. I give you a lot of crap. <laughs> Rightfully so. I'm a big I'm a big beach guy, but you know. Have at it. I'm make- not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just saying I'm not going. <laughs> Later on this hour, Matt Humans will join us. He's got a couple win totals in college football he is ready to fire on. But up next, Sean... Northwestern has made a change after 17 years. Pat Fitzgerald is out amidst allegations. We'll discuss what it means for Northwestern moving forward here on Follow the Money. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. It's always football season here at VSEN, which is why we've already released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season, in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your newly released NFL betting guide or take advantage of our summer kickoff special. Get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks. Sign up today. Head on over to vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Super Bowl champ, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we were just talking about it in Win Some, Lose Some, the uh, the mega cruise ship, the icon. Well, uh, vcin's uh, number one listener, uh, General Mitchie Moss on Twitter at Bad Pete Moss said he is going on the icon of the seas in 2025. So uh, we wish you the best of luck, sir. And what I said to him was, I mean, you could get lost on that thing and no one would find you for like a week. It just looks like perpetual noise. Like it's <laughs> colorful. So I know it's gonna be a lot of kids running everywhere. Like, I mean, what if you lose your kid? It's really difficult to find them on a ship that big. Look, they got like a jungle on one side of that thing. <laughs> Look at that thing. It's out of control. Uh, but uh, best of luck on uh, the world's largest uh, cruise ship, five times the size of the Titanic. Uh, Matt Eumann going to join us coming up in 15 minutes. He's got some win totals in college football, both he and I and Wes Reynolds, Adam Burke, and others working on the VEASAN college football betting uh VEASAN College Football Betting Guide, excuse me, uh, that'll be out in early August. Uh, but he's got some win totals already that he has played. And the breaking news in college football yesterday, Sean, mm-hmm. um, was Pat Fitzgerald, who as of yesterday was serving a two-week unpaid suspension for allegations of uh, hazing in the Northwestern football uh, program. More reports came out. A little more in-depth, uh, courtesy of the Daily Northwestern. And Pat Fitzgerald has been fired as the head coach of Northwestern. Now, I want to preface this, right? 
like I think everyone listening knows we're a sports gambling show. So mainly our focus here would be how this uh, plays out from the from the gambling side of things. I imagine there will be litigation. I would think Pat Fitzgerald's team will will look to uh, you know try to help you know save his reputation. Um, but that's not really something that I'm looking to, to get into. But you know, before we get into Northwestern's outlook in 2023, if you're on that team, and Sean, you played at the highest level in college football at Tulane, you coached at the highest level at, at South Florida. These guys are six weeks away from the start of the season. So take us through what these assistant coaches are thinking right now, what these players are thinking right now, because on September 3rd, come hell or high water, Northwestern's going to Piscataway and playing Rutgers. Yeah, if you're on that staff, I mean, this is a very tough time because the culpability has to be something that extended beyond Coach Fitzgerald if he was at fault in this situation. So how do you move forward? As of right now, as far as I've heard, they have not named an interim head coach. It's probably too late to make wholesale changes. If they have, uh, then the defensive coordinator, I think, who'd been there forever, didn't he just retire uh, uh, last year or something? I'm not exactly sure the, the particulars you know, surrounding the program. I will say this. He hasn't been winning a lot of games lately either. You look at Pat Fitzgerald in his first 13 years at Northwestern, they went to 10 bowl games, Tim. In the last four years, however, they only have 14 total wins. Uh, one win last year, three wins two years ago. And those two seasons follow a 10-year, $57 million extension. Maybe there's some culpability there. Maybe... Northwestern's maybe trying to get out of that long-term contract uh, to, because Northwestern's not a football school, but this salary puts Pat Fitzgerald in the top 20 highest-paid head coaches in college football. I think it ranks him actually at 19th, Tim. So hopefully the program can move forward. It's a beautiful campus. They have wonderful facilities. Uh, I've had players that I've recruited that chose Notre Dame. I've had friends of mine. Northwestern. I mean Northwestern. I've had friends of mine whose sons have played for Northwestern. So. Hopefully it all works out. Terrible timing for the kids as training camp is right around the corner. Yeah, I think that's a, you know, when you look at the win total this year, sitting at three and a half, uh, which some books have taken it down. Uh, I checked last night, Circa still has it up, juice to the under, three and a half. And you look at this Northwestern program, as you alluded to, Sean, last year they went one and 11. They opened the season in Ireland. They beat Nebraska. They then lost their next 11 games, including a loss to FCS Southern Illinois. Now, there are a couple moments. I think they covered against Michigan. I think they went like 5-7 and seven ATS or something like that. But they went 1-11 straight up last year, including a loss to an FCS program in Southern Illinois. 2021, as Sean mentioned, 3-9. and nine. Dating back to 2021, this is a program that has lost now 17 of its last 18 games. And you look at this roster... And they actually lost talent off a one of 11 team last year. Peter Skaronsky was a first round pick by the Tennessee Titans. He's gone. They lost three starting offensive linemen. So you got Peter Skaronsky was your left tackle. Your right tackle's gone. Your center's gone. So you've got a, a new line. I believe only four starters are back on the offense. They went to the transfer portal, which is hard to do for Northwestern because of the academic restrictions. They got Ben Bryant, who's about you know my age, to be their starting quarterback. <laughs> I don't know if that's an upgrade. I know they didn't really have much continuity at the quarterback position. Their leading rusher, Evan Hull, gone. Top three pass catchers, gone. And now you have a coach who, let's remove these allegations, and I'm not trying to you know put, make them any less significant, but Pat Fitzgerald's a pretty darn good coach, we believe, right? Making the best out of whatever he had there at Northwestern. I don't know how this all plays out. I'm sure everybody's going to be racing to play the under on Northwestern. I can tell you this, Sean, I'm not playing any over on them. I mean, you look at the schedule, there are a couple games that you would think they should win. They play Howard in like early October uh, from the MEAC, so that should, in theory, be a win. Um, you know, they play UTEP at home week two. And UTEP beat Boise State last year uh, down in uh, down in El Paso. But let's chalk those two up. Are they going to Duke and winning? 
Are they going to Rutgers and winning? So I don't know. Where are the four wins for Northwestern, knowing that this was already with a fully intact coaching staff, Sean, going to be a challenging year? And now, in this day and age of the transfer portal, these guys can leave. So is there going to be a max exodus for some of these players? I think the unfortunate situation for the Northwestern players is it's probably too late for a majority of them to 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 latch on and be a contributor anywhere in the FBS ranks, yeah, or in the Power 5 ranks, I, I should I say. I would presume if you left at this point that you'd probably be going to redshirt somewhere. Um, I don't know. that I'm, I'm probably going to lay the points. I mean, I'll take the points with Howard. I mean, Larry, Larry Scott's <laughs> coming off a conference championship down there. In the October seventh. So, hey, circle that one. Yeah, I'm, I might ride with the Bison in that one, man. <laughs> I remember. So, how about this though? You know, just the way this the schedule plays out, Sean. Uh, they 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 maneuvered some things, and I remember tweeting this out. Northwestern's got an island game week one. They're playing on Sunday at I think like noon Eastern, something like that, at Piscataway. So, uh, you know, right out of the shoot, you've got a an opportunity there for. Uh, for Northwestern, but uh, yeah, Pat Fitzgerald out. I, I don't know what's next, you know, Sean. This is the Big Ten, so obviously, I think you made a really astute point. This isn't a situation because of this is thought to believe to be a systemic kind of program problem. You can't just say, "All right, the D coordinator, you're the full time guy now." Right. This is a full on change at some point. How intriguing is this job? to someone out there. You know, I've heard Jim Leonard's name mentioned, Paul Christ, David Shaw, those types of guys who have coached at, you know, coached in the Big Ten or coached at high academic places like Stanford. But it's a Big Ten job. Money's flowing in from all that TV money, great facilities, but massive restrictions when it comes to the academic side of things. How appealing is the Northwestern job when it becomes officially open, whether it be, you know, this year or following the season. Well, it's a heck of a parachute for you. I mean, you're going to get fired, but you're probably going to sign a four or five year <laughs> deal making, you know, three to four million dollars per year. So, you know, get to go on TV after year two and, you know, do some broadcasting and, you know, collect some checks. So people will be knocking down the door to get that opportunity. Sean King's name in the uh, running? There? No, I'm happy here at Visa. You sure? Positive. I'll be your offensive coordinator. I bet you we absolutely could- not leaving for that. <laughs> they might fire us with cause. Tim Howard's running the wishbone. Hey, I was a hell of a college football player on PlayStation. I was awesome. <laughs> Great recruiter. I was getting them all in, man. Come on, Northwestern, hire us. Let's make it happen. Matt Humans has got some win totals in college football he wants to hit on. He'll talk to us next. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. We're sitting in for Mitch and Paul here on this Tuesday morning on Follow the Money, top of the hour. Andy Staples from On3 Sports. He will join us to talk some college football. We're going to talk some college football right now with the one and only Matt Humans at Matt Humans 247 on Twitter. Working hard right now on our VEASAN college football betting guide as Matt will be taking a crack at the Big 12 and the Pac-12, but he's got a couple win totals outside of those two particular conferences that we're going to get to here momentarily. But, you know, Matt, we were just discussing it, um, you know, the news regarding Northwestern. You are a person who bets the Big Ten a lot, uh, you know, and uh, when you look at Northwestern over the years, I would say over the full tenure of Pat Fitzgerald, usually you could get Northwestern as a as a dog, you know, and, and pretty profitable opportunities. But this just seems like a Really challenging situation. Whoever's going to take that program over, they've lost 17 of the last 18 games. I looked at Circa, win total at three and a half. I was telling Sean off air, man. I'm like, man, it feels super square to go under, but I don't know how this program, even if Pat Fitzgerald was on the sidelines, is getting to four wins this year. Yeah, you're right about that, Tim. I think this is a uh, debacle for the Purple Cats. And, uh, and Pat Fitz was a really good underdog coach for years. He's been there or he was there 17 years, but the last two have been terrible. Four and 20 combined record the last two years. And uh, this looks like, you know, maybe a two win Northwestern team. You got to think that everything's going to fall apart here in Evanston. So uh, I'm, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong that Pat Fitz was fired. When I saw the story break, I said, well, he's going to be lucky to survive this. Probably not going to survive. And uh, that's the result, and I think it's going to be a disastrous year for uh, Northwestern football. That would be the third year in a row it's been a disaster for Northwestern. Yeah, I would agree, and I probably don't feel like I'm going out on a limb saying a couple checks they don't have to write to Fitzgerald over the next eight years uh, made them feel a little better about the decision they came to as well. Mm Mm-hmm. We're talking to Matt Humans at Matt Humans two four seven. So let's uh, let's stick in the the Big Ten uh, and Wisconsin. It's going to be a, a unique situation to see the Badgers this year, Matt. When you've got Luke Fickle stepping in, uh, I thought that was a phenomenal hire to to pull him from Cincinnati. He was very selective of of where he'd ultimately go. He lands in uh, in Madison. They bring in Phil Longo, so this is going to be a totally unique offense that we've never seen Wisconsin have before. They go to the portal, bring in Tanner Mordecai from SMU. Uh, they they made some changes at the wide receiver position. Uh, win total sitting at eight and a half for the Badgers. Uh, how are you looking at year one of the Luke Fickle era in Madison? Yeah, I think uh, I'd prefer to come on here and uh, give you a couple of unders on win total. So I'm going to be a little square here and give you <laughs> a couple of overs uh, tonight, but I do like Wisconsin over eight and a half. I think this win total is a tick too low. A lot of times expectations get too high for new coaches, but I think deservedly so here for Luke Fickle. And the betting market might be a little bit low on the Badgers at this point. I think he's got everything he needs to win big in his debut here in Madison. The offense essentially returns 11 starters. If you count Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback from SMU, and Jake Renfro, the center, who was a two-year starter for Fickle at Cincinnati, 
You've got 11 veteran starters on uh, the offensive side. Mordecai had 33 TD passes last year for the Mustangs. He's going to be a major upgrade for a stagnant passing offense. And you're right, it's going to look a little bit different. But the Badgers are still going to run the ball. Braylon Allen, Ches Malusi, rank among the Big Ten's best running backs. The defense is going to return eight starters. You know Wisconsin's always solid on the offensive and defensive lines. It's going to be one of the best defenses in the Big Ten. Uh, I look, break down the schedule here. Wisconsin's going to be favored in six of seven home games, excluding Ohio State. I wouldn't be surprised if the Badgers upset the Buckeyes. Probably going to be favored in at least four of five road games, maybe all five. And Fickle catches a break here because Michigan and Penn State are not on the schedule. I project Badgers to go 10-2. and That could be a little better. A 9-3 and three I think would be slightly disappointing, but still enough to top this win total. I like this a lot, Wisconsin over 8.5. You know, I'm with you here. When you look at the non-con too, Matt, it's not very difficult. And as you alluded to, they do get the benefit of the doubt not having to play Penn State or Michigan. Uh, my question for you would be this. Can you go from what Wisconsin has been, as far as I can remember, to what North Carolina was on offense in one offseason? Well, I don't think it's going to be that drastic because it's still Wisconsin. And Luke Fickle's a defensive-oriented coach. So you've got two stud running backs in the big offensive line. They're still going to be physical and knock you around up front. It's going to throw the ball a little bit more. It's not going to be like a spread offense where they're going to throw it all over the field, uh, Sean. So I, I still think you're going to have – you'll have better balance and you're going to have more of a threat to the passing game, but it's not going to be a pass-happy offense. So – I don't think it's going to be a total transformation, but I do like this uh, this look at the new Wisconsin offense. It, and it works, too, because they missed Purdue with Aiden O'Connell. They missed Illinois last year. They graduated a lot of that talent to the NFL. I love the schedule. I think that's a great call, man. Well, and I think, mm-hmm. and I think Matt, as, as you play the, the win total game, and, and I talked about last night, or excuse me, last week, Oregon State, a play of mine. Look at the teams that come to Corvallis Let's get to your next play as we're talking to Mad Humans. The schedule for Jeff Brom in year one at Louisville. My God, who did he pay off to get this? <laughs> no Clemson, no Florida State, no North Carolina. Uh, they do play Notre right. Dame, but they get them at home, and that's a, a non-con game, but we're looking at a win total sitting at eight. And, and look, Matt, I've heard a lot of people uh, that I respect in this industry say, Go over on Louisville. Jeff Brom is a tremendous coach. You're a Purdue guy. You know it firsthand what he's able to, to pull out. He's a great underdog coach. You know, look at the ass whooping they handed Ohio State, you know, a couple of years ago on that Saturday night in West Lafayette. So uh Louisville's win total. I'm looking at it here at DraftKings. Minus one ten both ways on eight. How are you looking at the Cardinals? Yeah, I think it might have been seven and a half out there early, yep. but uh I'd still play this over eight. And I think the the weight <laughs> For Jeff Brom's going to be worth it for Louisville in the big picture and uh, this first season, too. He's an aggressive program builder, an offensive innovator. He took over a pathetic Purdue team in 2017. He went 7-6 and six with a bowl win in his first year. He's going to inherit a better Louisville team here, a team that won eight games last season. And like you said, Tim, a hospitable schedule. When you break down these win totals, you got to really look inside the schedules. This one excludes Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, as you mentioned, three of the uh, top four teams in the ACC. Cardinals are going to be favored to win their first four games, Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana, and B.C. So they should be halfway to reaching this win total by the end of September. I think the schedule might even end up being easier than it appears on paper today. Brom brought most of his key assistants from Purdue. He's already formed a pretty good quarterback depth chart. He's got Jack Plummer who played for the Boilermakers and Brown system before he transferred to Cal. He put up pretty good numbers in 12 starts in the Pac-12 last year. Uh, you look at the schedule, the personnel, Brown's ability to turn things around. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if Louisville ends up in the uh, ACC championship game. I think Brown's got that type of potential here. Uh, and he's a bet on coach. So I'm going to go Louisville over eight. I agree. Even the rivalry game, Kentucky, that's in Louisville. They get an Indiana team whose win total sits at three and a half. You know, definitely the least talented team Tom Allen has had during his tenure there. This sets up for Brom to do amazing things in year one. Yeah, and they, I mean, look, long term, I know this is, we're, we're in an immediate now, but 
buying stock in Louisville, a program that's pumping NIL money into that football program left and right, especially with the basketball program being down right now uh, and the, you know, the, the, the lost son coming back in Jeff Brom. Real quickly, Matt, before we let you run, uh, we only got about 30 seconds here. Scottish Open leading into the British Open. Any uh, plays for you in the Scottish Open? Oh, boy. I know Sean King loves to bet golf. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can find a winner this week. It's, uh, Lynx, it's a Lynx-style course. It's probably going to be windy, and I think it favors more of the European players uh, this week. I'm going to look at Matt Fitzpatrick, 25-1, to 1, Shane Lowry, 35-1, to 1, those guys at Circa. And I got a bomb that I think uh, might hit the leaderboard, Grant Forrest, who's from Scotland. And uh, he won the Hero Open in Scotland two years ago. And he was uh, tied for fourth at the Irish Open two years ago. He's a 400 to one circus. So just a little pizza money on that, that long shot there on Grand Forest. Matt, always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Great stuff, Matt. You bet. Thanks. There he is, Matt Humans. Hey, this is VSIN's Follow the Money on DraftKings Network. There's plenty more coming today, including Gojo, Dan Lebitard, and Ross Tucker here at VSIN. We keep it rolling. Andy Staples going to join us to talk more college football. Top of the next hour. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.